Hi, I'm Kim Payne, and you're listening to the Courageous Me podcast, which is all about inspiring you through incredible stories and sharing some really cool ways to add more courage into your life. Welcome to another episode of Courageous Me. I want to share a really funny story. So a couple of weeks, I get this ad and I cannot remember which platform I saw it. And it was a woman has written this book called Worthy and she was running a masterclass to really promote the book. And her book is called Worthy, How to Believe You Are Enough and Transform Your Life. Now, this is right up my alley. This is the stuff that is all the work that I'm doing and have been doing and researching and looking into for the last sort of 10 plus years. So it got my attention. Now, the person who's written the book, who's also running the masterclass, I've never heard of. She's someone over in America. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sign up. Now, normally I'm in Australia and when I you know, sign up for any of these masterclasses that are over in America, they're typically about 3 or 4 a.m. Melbourne time. So I don't often get to listen to them live. This one, however, was 10 o'clock in the morning Australian time. So I was like, oh, this is really cool. I'll tune in live. So I'm in the bathroom doing my makeup and I have my phone on because I listen to podcasts and things like this all the time while I'm doing my makeup. And so I put it on and she comes on. Anyway, I've never, I've never heard of this woman. I've never seen this woman. And she comes on and she's dressed in a tracksuit, one of those kind of matchy-matchy tracksuits that almost looks like pajamas. And it's cute. They're pale blue and they've got clouds on them. And it's really cute. It's a really cute little outfit. And she's got a cup of tea and she's really sweet and like, oh my God, I'm so excited you're all here. And I'll be honest, I'm doing my makeup going, okay, don't know who you are. Don't know anything about you. I'm literally here because the name of your book and the description on your book has absolutely caught my attention. So she's doing all her little hellos and where are you from and all of that stuff that typically goes on at the beginning of a webinar. And then she says something like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad there's like 25,000 of you live right now. And I've literally dropped my mascara and looked at my phone screen going, what? 25,000? Like holy mackerel, like even if you get a whole lot of people sign up. You don't normally, well, us normal humans don't normally get 25,000 turning up live. I know the really big superstars do. But remember, I don't know who this woman is. I don't know anything about her or where she's come from. That caught my attention. Next thing, this book is not actually being released until next year in 2024. But she's had some people pre-read it and do a review of it. Anyway, she shares these reviews. She's got people like Oprah Winfrey and Ellen DeGeneres and Lewis Howe. So these are all people that you might know of, certainly people that I look up to and admire. So I'm thinking, okay, fruitcake, who on earth is this woman? Only to then, I listened to the entire webinar, absolutely loved it. I then went and bought the book which is pre-ordered because the book's not out till January 2024. This woman, her name, and some of you might have heard of her, is called Jamie Kern Lima. Now, she started a makeup brand in her living room, in her lounge room, that then became IT Cosmetics, which was then sold to L'Oreal 
a number of years ago for $1.2 billion. Now, here's the funny thing. I've never even heard of her. Oh my goodness, has she got a story to tell? Now, yes, there is a massive success story from kind of your rags to riches, was a waitress at Dendy's right through to building a brand and then selling it for $1.2 billion. What I loved most, and she shared a chapter of her book, Worthy, she also shared a bit of her story, and she shared that she'd written a book in the past called Believe It. So I went and bought that book. I've since read that book, and I seriously have fallen totally madly deeply in girl crush mode with this woman. And it's not just because she's gone from building a makeup brand from just a thought and an idea, which, by the way, was not just a thought or an idea around how can I make money and how can I be really rich and successful and famous. That wasn't it. She wanted to change the face of how women were perceived, how women felt about themselves, especially when it came to looks and their beauty, and make more women feel seen and heard, allow more women to look at themselves in the mirror as they were and actually love the reflection that was staring back at them. So it was her story that I actually loved and was most impressed with. And when I was reading her book, this is the bit I'm why I'm sharing this with you. Firstly, I can't believe I've never heard of this woman because, oh my goodness gracious, she has got a huge public profile. But when I read her book, Believe It, and she does talk about her success, but in the most beautiful way that I felt like she could see here and understand who I was, me, the little reader here in Aussie, as I'm reading her book, I felt seen, heard and understood by her. Now, she's the author. Obviously, I'm only reading it. I felt like she was talking to me. I felt like she was communicating in a way that just a normal woman who understands that not everybody looks like a supermodel, not everybody has flawless skin and gets out of bed perfect in the morning. And (laughs) on that note, I have shared in the past a little faux pas of my darling husband's. When one morning I was in the bathroom doing my makeup and he piped in and he said, oh, babe, don't you wish you were one of those girls that could just get out of bed and look amazing? (laughs) Yeah, he didn't actually mean anything untoward by that comment. Did dig himself in an even bigger hole when he tried to say, oh, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I I didn't mean anything like that. But there are very, very few women on this planet that do get out of bed and look like they have stepped out onto a Vogue runway. However, every single woman, when you get out of bed, no matter what you look like, is absolutely beautiful. And I felt that this is one of the messages that Jamie brought through in her book that she shares, that she talked about in her webinar And she did challenge the beauty industry. She challenged the fact that everything is so airbrushed and there's this ideal look of the perfect woman. And through her story, she shares where she challenged this. She shared all of the comments that she got, the negative comments, the trolls, the people saying, you'll never succeed, you'll never do this. And Interesting, one of the stories she shares, and I'm not going to share too much because seriously, if you want to feel inspired and you want a massive dose of a story of courage from someone else that did go on, and yes, financially, she became very, very successful. But her book, Believe It, is absolutely one of these stories. She shares, though, early on in It Cosmetics, 
when she was out there trying to get investors to come on board to try and keep this business afloat because she was coming up against rejection after rejection after rejection. And she gets to this one group, this um, private equity group, and they were interested. Anyway, at the end, they said no. And she'd had so many people say no at this point. She was quite gutted and she asked, why, why? Tell me why you said no. And this guy, and again, I'm going to get it wrong, but you'll get what I mean. But this guy apparently turned around and said, I just don't believe that women are going to buy cosmetics from someone like you, someone with your looks and your weight or your body. Again, I'm, I'm probably butchering it, but you get the drift. Pretty harsh, pretty horrible. And Jamie shares that she, yeah, she did leave that meeting. I mean, lovely that he was so candid and so honest. She did go down and sit in her car for a while and cry and feel all those insecurities and self-doubt and not good enough feelings that any normal human would feel when told that. But what it did was it then motivated her to go, you know what, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to prove that I am a real woman. And she had a skin condition called rosacea that showed up in bumps all over her cheeks and wasn't necessarily something that most people embrace. So this brand of makeup, this cosmetic, this IT cosmetics was spawned out of trying to find a solution to that particular problem that real world women face. And she very much as part of the promotion and the climb to success, she wanted to use real life models that showed, you know, blemishes and blunders all over their skin and how this product was able to actually help them and make women feel seen and heard. And the reason I'm sharing this is one very, very clever woman, not just because of, like I said, the success she had with selling a makeup brand and and pocketing a fair amount of cash in doing so. But the fact that she recognized about how people, we have an innate desire as human beings to feel heard and understood, to feel like someone does see us, even if it is someone promoting a cosmetic brand, you know, from a TV program. And I love it. And even through her book, she shares this. And I love this feeling because when you reflect on your life, where have there been moments where maybe you haven't felt seen or heard or understood? Or an even bigger one, where in your life do maybe you don't realize that the person on the other end, even though you're there with them, and yes, you might be there in person or you might be on a Zoom call or something, but are you making them feel like you see them, you hear them, and you understand them? And we don't do this, I believe, often enough or well enough in our everyday. And that could mean in our personal lives. And I see this a lot in the professional sense. Having worked in the corporate world for just under 20 years, and a big part of what I do is look at value and how value translates and how we can communicate whatever it is that we're doing and how valuable that would be to the other person. I just see this done really, really poorly so often because at the end of the day, any communication is really about Does the person on the other end understand what it is that we're trying to say, what that message is that we're trying to get across? And like I said, it doesn't matter whether this is in just your everyday life and you're just talking to a a spouse or a partner or a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a colleague or a peer. Do they genuinely understand? And do we actually tap in enough to whether they've understood or not? And I don't know about you, but I have many interesting conversations with my husband 
And during the conversation, he'll be doing something else and he'll not even acknowledge a single word I've said. Now, I'm picking on him because I can. He's my beautiful husband and I do love him dearly, but also trying to make the point really clear. So literally, we're talking away and he'll be doing something else. And I'll say to him, babe, can you just stop? And while I'm sharing this, which is really important for me to share, could you just like look at me or stop doing what you're doing? He's like, no, 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 I can do both. I can do both. And I'd say to him, I say this all the time, I literally don't feel like you can see me or really understand me when you've got your back to me or you're bending down, putting dishes in the dishwasher, which albeit I'm very grateful for. I don't really feel like you're getting and understanding what I'm trying to say because also I get no feedback back. I get no acknowledgement back. I get no verbal or body language back to acknowledge that he has actually heard what I said. Like not even a, yeah, 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 or uh-huh, or mm-hmm. I get none of it, right? And it frustrates the bejesus out of me. But what it's done, and like I said, I do this a lot in my work as well, is it makes me realize how just being present, just allowing the person on the other end to know that you're seeing them, hearing them, and understanding them, by giving them that expression of, mm-hmm, yep, that body language, the nodding head, you can't see me right now, but I'm nodding my head, just that acknowledgement can make such a difference. And if someone is saying something to you and you are about to walk off and get something from the pantry, and this happens all the time in life, stop, look at them in the eyes and just let them say what they're going to say. It makes the world of difference. And one of my missions is to really help empower people so they can be seen, heard and understood. But one of the ways that it can empower people is to get you as an individual to go, hey, yeah. Has what I've said been seen, heard, and understood by the other person? But more importantly, have I made them feel seen, heard, and understood? So when it comes to communication, I was listening to Vision Lakani from Mind Valley just recently, again on a webinar he did. I think I'm a bit of a webinar junkie. Mind you, I did buy their program. So I'm currently invested in the Mind Valley learnings. And oh my goodness, they are pardon the pun, mind-blowing, that he was talking about communication and that one of the reasons why human beings or homo sapiens have become a species that has thrived like it has is because of our ability to communicate. That yes, other species can communicate, however, not to the level of understanding that we can. So he uses the example in one of his free webinars where Human beings not only had the ability to, say, warn their peers of danger or threat, right, which is what animals can do in their kingdom. They can warn others that, you know, there's threat coming, there's an animal coming that might gobble them up, so get out of the way. They can do that, right, through the way that they communicate. They can nurture, they can love, they can do all of that. But what he was saying is humans, because of our brains, and and actually we it also has been shown that one of the reasons why we survived is that the size of our brain relative to our body is so much larger than that of other species. So we couldn't necessarily survive just based on our body size. There's plenty of other animals in the kingdom that would have just seriously gobbled us up millions and millions of years ago. But because of the size of our brain, we were able to learn ways that we could survive through, say, building weapons and being able to protect our bodies 
um, through more superior ways of thinking. Anyway, what he talks about is when we communicate. So somebody might have gone on a walk to find food, so the hunters or the gatherers, and what they did is they found a river where there was not only a berry plant, but there was fresh running water. So they could go back to their campsite where their peers were and not only say, hey, you know, quick run, there's a lion coming, but they could say, hey, there's some berries down the road and it's right near fresh water. So they could actually communicate what they needed to, which allowed the species, our species to survive. So it is our ability to communicate that is one of the biggest reasons why we survive. Problem is that when we communicate, we don't always, like I said, tap into has what we're trying to communicate been understood by the other person? Another thing that I've become very, very aware of as well is communication is not just how you communicate with others and how others then understand or not what it is that you're actually trying to get across, but how do you communicate with yourself? And I look at communication as both how do you express it internally? So how do you communicate with yourself? How do you relate to yourself? How do you talk to yourself? How do you get across things that you want yourself to know? As well as how do you communicate with others? So how do you take what's inside you and then get it across so somebody else can understand what it is? Really, really hard. But when it comes to being able to express yourself and understand how you communicate to yourself, this comes down to little things about how do you talk to yourself? What sort of things do you say to yourself on a regular basis? How do you pump yourself up with what words, what vocab and what language? And I'll be honest, for a lot of the time with human beings, it is not very positive stuff. We don't say the nicest things to ourselves. We say things to ourselves that we would never, ever, ever say to another person. And yet our body that we reside in is actually one of the most valuable people that we can ever be in a relationship with. So I say to a lot of people when I'm talking about their self-worth and their self-value and communication is how kind are you with what you tell yourself? How kind are you with the messages that you give yourself? And how often do you say things that really are negative and that put yourself down, they don't encourage you and they don't really allow you to get out there and live your best life? And it's so easy. It is so easy because we have this inner critic. We have this inner voice that is constantly telling us, no, don't do this, or you can't do this, or you're not good enough. No, you can't do X, Y, and Z. We do this all the time. But if you ever thought that, yeah, that voice is there, and in some cases, it is very difficult to control. So I'm not saying you need to quieten that voice. What you do need to do is to be able to acknowledge that that voice exists acknowledge that that voice is not always coming from the kindest place. It is coming from a place of protection. It is coming from a place of, I need you to be aware that if you put yourself out there, if you get on that stage, you could be ridiculed and that's not good. That's not good for your safety. That's not good for your environment. Okay. Now we know that, that putting yourself on a stage is not going to kill you. It's not going to harm you, right? Our poor little inner voice has not worked that out yet. So it thinks it's coming from a place of goodness, but in actual fact, it's not. So how can you because you can control some things that you tell yourself. So when it does tell yourself some negative things, where can you then turn around and go, yeah, hey, mate, I hear that. I hear what you're saying. But let me counter that with something more positive, something more useful, something more helpful that is going to be more encouraging and 
put you in a place where, and this takes courage, but put you in a place where you can go and do that thing or you can step out. Like seriously, Jamie Kern Lima had to really push past her inner critic and her voice to find the courage to turn up over and over and over again when she kept getting rejection after rejection after no, after no, after no. She had to be able to put that self-doubt into a room and say, you know what, I know I can't get rid of you right now, but I need you to be quieter. I've got a business to build. I've got things I need to do. And I need some more positive and more encouraging thoughts to come to this party, to fill this room, because right now this is not something you're doing. And interestingly, there is a book by Dr. Amy Silver, and I absolutely love it. It is called The Loudest Guest, and she talks metaphorically about fear, and this inner critic is a component of our fear. But she talks about fear from the point of, you know, fear is going to be there in life. And trying to think that you can completely conquer fear and live fearlessly is quite an illusion. However, what we don't have to let fear B is the loudest voice in the room. Okay. So she likens it to a party. And she said, if fear was a guest at your party, right, you would let it in. You would say, yes, come on in. I know that you're, I don't know how you got here, but you're here. Welcome the guests, put them in the corner, don't tend to them and don't let them get up and start talking to the other guests because you need to, as the host, be able to greet the other guests. Greet all the encouragement and the positivity and the optimism and all of the other emotions that you need to live the life that's going to make a bigger difference and fulfill you up from the inside. So she says, fear is a guest at the party, but just don't give it any airtime. Don't give it the center stage. Don't let it have the microphone. It is not the host. Put it in the corner. Say, I acknowledge that you're here but you are not in control. You are not the host of this party. I have other guests I need to attend to and I need to attend to them with priority and let them do their thing. And I love that. I absolutely love it because it really shows that one, we're human. So we do have fear. We do have this inner critic that does not communicate in the most positive way with us. We can't necessarily get rid of it, but we can say, hey, I hear you you're there. I acknowledge your existence, but I am not listening to you. I'm not giving you the microphone. I am not giving you any more airtime other than what you've given. I'm now overruling you, overriding you with something that is going to be more useful to me right now with what I'm trying to do. And that might be, if you are getting on stage, I can do this. I'm not going to die this if I do get on stage. I'm going to survive. I'm going to share something that I passionately believe will help someone else, whether it's a story, whether it's your intellectual property, whether it's a message that you're trying to get across. And you know that by being in service and sharing this is going to be far greater than any of the fear that you're going to get through getting up and speaking on stage. And I just love this because then when you get off the stage, you can say, thank you, fear. You did come along for the ride, but thank you for not ruining my party. You were always invited. I acknowledged you were there, but I was able to still get on and share what I needed because I had the self-confidence, I had the encouragement, I had the conviction, I had the whole self-belief 
that I can do this. I had the confidence and the willingness to try, knowing that, yeah, even though fear was there, I could still do it. So the whole point of this is communication is such an important part of our life. Communication is about hearing, seeing, and understanding who we are as individuals and being kind enough to ourselves It is also about what we are trying to get across and share with others and making sure that when we are speaking and we have got a message to share that the other person feels like they're seen, that they're heard and they're understood. And if that means stopping, listening, acknowledging, uh mm -hmm, nodding my head, which of course you can see, then do it. Please, 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 please do it. Give people the time. Because right now, everyone has got very, very full plates and getting someone's full focus, their attention when you're speaking, their attention when they're trying to share something with you, even though you might have a bucket load of other things on your mind, that is really courageous to do. And it means so much to the person on the other end, because we are humans, humans desire to feel seen, heard, and understood. And one of my biggest missions is to help women lead kick-ass liberated lives where they are seen, heard, and fully valued. And if you want to be that woman that is seen, heard, and fully valued, one of the first things that you need to do is to make sure that you are allowing others to be seen, heard, and fully valued by you. And Jamie Kern Lima does talk about you give what you want. So if there's something that you're after, something you want, if you want to be be seen more, then make sure you see other people and let them know that they're seen. If you want to be heard more, make sure you listen to other people and take the time to listen to them. And if you want to be understood more, make sure that you're genuinely making the effort to understand someone else first. And her lesson is so priceless about give what it is that you want to receive. Because communication without understanding can not ever, ever be as effective as when you genuinely step back and realize that the whole point of communicating is so the other person understand. When you truly listen and hear other people and make them feel seen and understood, you'll get the same in return. Thanks a million for joining me on this episode of Courageous Me. I hope it ignited a spark or two within you. To keep the inspiration flowing, hit that subscribe button and stay tuned for more episodes. We've got loads of amazing stories of courage, passion and practical tips coming your way. For all the show notes, resources and ways that we can connect, head to courageousme.com. And your feedback is incredibly valuable. So if you enjoyed the show, I'd love you to leave a review and a rating. It'll help me spread more of this love and reach more wonderful people just like you. Until we meet again, my friend, always remember, you've got this.